यानी जाबुठानी समागथानी भूमानी वायानी वा अंतालीके तथागतं देवा मनुसापुचितं बुद्धं नमासमा स्वातिहोतु दम्मं नमासमा स्वातिहोतु संगं नमासमा स्वातिहोतु Sometimes we get into a place in our practice where we need some advice. So it's good to have a guide. Some years ago, I was on retreat for several months in the eastern mountains of New Zealand. And one afternoon, during a dark night of the heart, I asked one of the elders, Father John, a monk in the community who had spent decades there in that cloister. He was probably in his early 80s. I asked him, how can one penetrate the darkness and sustain faith in our ability to keep going on the path? And he replied in his thick Irish accent, When you get really close to the sun, it burns. That's all he said. I took it as a caveat that by knowing the extent of heat we have to undergo when we dare to travel inward, to the interior sun. We could better bear the intensity of that crossing. Our traditions may on the surface appear very different, but we all pursue a path of truth. And the exertion towards our spiritual fulfillment summons from each of us equally extraordinary qualities of courage and stamina. So I listened, trusted, and reflected deeply on his words. And I was certain that he meant for me to trust, to keep searching for truth in the unfathomable interior darkness and to persevere even though I was feeling pretty unequal to the task. We are prone to discouragement and we easily underestimate our innate goodness and our fortitude. Sometimes we bear shame or we believe that we are not good enough. But 
that does not diminish our strength and our courage. They come to life when we burn through the layers of our conditioning with a generosity of heart that is both forgiving and also fierce. That burning quality, that burning energy of longing for the truth opens us to the truth. The truth of what? Of change and of a vastness of being that is beyond our frailty. Because it is indestructible. It is deathless. It allows us to be with the inferno of our day-to-day -day struggles. Doubts, bouts of fear, anxiety, shame. Sometimes we bear so much grief and things don't go right in times of loss, so much more struggle, suffering. Behind the insults and the trials of the way, in the silence that punctuates the night, within that fire, there is an inner purity, a presence, that can radiate in the dark of that night and cleanse the heart with forgiveness. It is at once energizing and illuminating. Our instinct is to run away from this fire. Instead, we have to keep turning towards it. We have to balance it with mindfulness and wise attention so that it purifies the dust of lifetimes. At the same time, we will replenish our strength and illuminate our minds in this process of waking up. It's a natural unfolding. This is how it has to happen. Whatever the thinking mind presents, we have to be there to notice where it takes the heart. And when it isn't good, we turn down the volume and we discover the emptiness of all those thought waves. We listen continuously to these mental waves. They're like the breath of the ocean. They crash ashore. 
rising, falling, rising, falling. Sometimes dangerous, shocking, or overwhelming. Sometimes they're smooth, pleasurable. Sometimes they're calming. But one thing we can see always is that they are constantly changing. What do we know from that? They're impermanent. Whether they're fearful or beautiful, we helplessly succumb to their power until one day awareness disarms the angst and the turmoil of the mind. And that gives way to the voice of beautiful qualities, compassion, integrity, and reconciliation within the heart. We are spiritual beings on this human journey. And we discover by opening within us our own struggle, our pain, and we feel it. And we feel that of others. With discernment, we enter into a process of waking up that is conciliatory, restorative, rather than judgmental or destructive. And then from burning up the mind's impurities, there wells up within us a very stark question. And what would that be? What is love? It's the total absence of fear. So what do we fear? Love. We fear love. Such love is the nature of mind. It is awareness itself. The field of love and forgiveness. These are the fibers of the Buddha's map towards utter freedom from fear and suffering. When the mind is stilled in pure presence and peace, we can naturally direct our attention to the heart's own goodness. This goodness is native to the heart. And we can especially experience it when we are grounded in contemplation of the body. And we can see both the karmic repercussions of our negative mind states our unwholesome thoughts and our skillful ways to escape from them before they cause us harm or harm anybody else. Those skillful 
ways or pathways will save us. It's an intuitive knowledge that springs up naturally in the clarity of this pure mind that comes when we can rest in that purity, delve into it, explore it, and bring forth its riches. This is our true inheritance. These are the treasures of this path, this noble, most noble path. When we apply ourselves to this work, it's, it's like archaeology. It's the archaeology of the heart. And we know that it's not going to be perfect right away. So we start. We start the process. And we prepare ourselves because we're going to have to let go again and again and again in unimaginable ways. But we don't give up. We trust the path and we trust what we know will bring good result. So we let go, not in minor ways, but in this mega shift of seeing, of understanding, that will wean us away from these inveigling worldly currents and habits of lifetimes. So we might get discouraged, but to prevent that discouragement from swallowing us up like quicksand, instead, we resist. And we raise ourselves up with a sense of samwega, urgency to practice, and a depth of determination to keep going, to persevere, like someone walking through a desert who envisions an oasis lying there, hidden somewhere in the distant horizon, vast horizon in front of us. And we direct our minds towards that. We aim for that. We aim to reach that one day, one step at a time. And these riches will be there for us to discover along the way. It's as if we are cracked open, enduring the unbearable. And that process has the quality, the characteristic of the fleeting nature of all experience. So yes, we feel these pains of loss, of injury, of being broken apart, disappointments and disturbances, all the impacts of this life. And yet, we see the emptiness of all things as they appear. They transpire and they dissolve again into the void. And when we are touched by impermanence, by suffering, and by emptiness, we learn that these are universal. It's not personal. 
it's not like we're bad, so that's why these things come up in our life. But our journey is the journey of everyone, all beings. Like a mountain climber, we gather the right equipment and gradually we gain altitude. The higher we go, the more we feel the lightning of the load. So this is what happens on the path of awakening. We are emptying out delusion. First, we have to wake up to all the dross within us. We have to clear it out moment by moment, breath by breath, day by day. Sometimes one step forward, two steps back, but we keep going. We have to learn to breathe, to walk, to speak, and interact with a pure mind. We have to teach ourselves this. Literally, we have to be retrained from A to Z, to let go of our ideas, opinions, our attachments to them, and everything that we've been socially conditioned by. Whatever life brings, whatever misfortunes come, through the darkest night, we learn to bow to the magnanimous face of great compassion. To bring forth from within us these gifts like diamonds from coal. And we find that we have the riches of a fearlessness in the heart. And a love, it's a loving fearlessness. Without dukkha, how would we get free? How could we grow in freedom? Wherever we go, the path is full of challenges. Dukkha is everywhere in different forms because ultimately its origin is within us. And it's there to be understood. So we are the students of life. And in the midst of the storm, any storm, the storm of life, at the thunder's roll, with the crashing of rain. Just stop for a moment. Listen within you and feel the full force of your breath pulsing in the darkness. That timeless hymn of the tides of that breath is the ocean of life and the quiet of eternity. And so in that, we glimpse the faintest glow of the heart's peace. <laughs>